What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. And yes, we are going to talk about change management again. Um, you know, this is one of the topics that um, I've. Uh, we're going to talk about change management communication, actually. Um, but uh, these are one of the topics and like processes. Sorry, I just kind of want to keep adding one to like uh, the context for you guys. But uh, this is uh, this is one of those topics that I kind of keep bringing up and and I keep talking about because you know being as though the E1B2 collective startup BX my background I'm really my focus again is really on that startup again early stage mid stage late stage growing quickly um small business I just think I just think we because I I'm one of those type of founders as well you know I just think we inherently overall as a as an entire collective of founders that are running these type of companies I just think we suck when it comes to these change management uh, communication processes. And I just don't think we know what to what to look for, what to do, how to go about it. And, and you know, something that I've really embraced about me and, and, and what I what I think I do great is, you know, I, I'm, I'm not I'm not the greatest big business structured guy. But I think what I can do is I can bring some really simple scrappy frameworks to the startup world that at least can be a starting point you know i think i think that's the thing right i think so many founders and leaders and again these startups there's not even a starting point it's kind of just go 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 move quickly change quickly and what i think a lot of companies are missing is your employees are kind of at times being left out for for dead like your employees may have a perspective that super vital to unpack you know you 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 may be changing in a way that it's just not beneficial or not helpful or not fun for your for your people and that can uh that can make the process difficult and 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 a lot of times let's be honest we're changing so fast when we're in the startup because whether whether it's we're literally changing the product whether whether we're in you know iteration and brainstorming mode whether we are rolling out new products whether we are trying to buy another brand conduct a merger i don't know accusation i mean there's so many different areas that forever and always change when you go from zero in revenue to 100 million or zero employees to 100 employees like like those moments and those times when you're running a startup there's just so many different changes that can occur and so again so i can stop ranting i, I think i've given you guys the the setup for this episode i just want to kind of rant and rift and and talk about a few different simple frameworks simple keys uh simple bullet points to look out for to think about and this is really going to be for leaders and so for me when i think about leaders i break it into three different categories i think about you know founders executives at the top cto cmos cfo whatever the case is going to be uh coo i think about um you know head of people uh, and then and then I kind of go to your mid-level managers and I even think about this as a, as a supervisor as well and so you know if, if you have a, a team of 80 maybe there's only one or two managers that have three to five dark reports or if you're a team of 300 maybe it's expanded to 15 or 20 but I really want to talk about the communication and teach the leaders a little bit of communication uh, around change management so a few things to really think about number one uh, what a uh, what the change truly entails. Uh, I've talked about this so much, but you guys have to genuinely understand 
what the change entails and be able to communicate that in a very succinct and clear way. And I'm, I'm a big fan of context. You guys know this. And so when you're small, and again, a lot of this advice probably would not work at scale, but when you're small, when you only have eight individuals on your team, you can set up one-on-one conversations on a Zoom call and talk ad hoc for 30 minutes. You can set up, you know, you can set up, uh, you can send out an email to everyone and hold a fireside chat format on a Zoom call. You can create a podcast for 15 minutes where you you make it a deliverable that they actually listen and take notes and you look for level five feedback and then you set up one-on-ones after that. You don't have to just put out an email and this is what it is. Uh, That's just not the way I personally would go about it at this startup level when you only have six, seven people reporting directly to you, six people, four people, at most eight, nine, 10 people. I mean, you don't have to do that. And so uh, what the change entails and communicating that contextually to the way each individual likes to get that information, you got to talk about this and heard me talk about this a ton. The timing of it is everything. So you need to really, really, really do that early in the process and continue to do that throughout the process. And we'll probably get to that in a second. Um, So number one, what the change entails. Even backing up though, um, what I would also do is, and this is for the founders out there, your managers have to be bought into whatever the actual change is, right? And so that's another thing. Like I know for me, when I, you know, with my collective, you know, I have six, I have about eight or nine people that directly report to me with my companies. And with me, I'm always having to check in with them about their perspectives on the change, make sure they understand the change, make sure they agree with the change. And if they don't, I don't look at it as a waste of time to sit down for a moment and really unpack why they don't view it as a good use of their time, why they disagree, why they're not excited about um, about the change, what their perspectives are. You know, maybe some of them have been on the ground floor of some of the moments in the, in the situations that I'm looking to change. Maybe some of your people out there are the direct reports of the department you're trying to change. And maybe they have great emotional glue, great context, great relationships. With, with the employee base at a very kind of contextual level. And they and they already have a really good understanding of why this change uh, is not gonna be a good option or how to go about the change a little bit better or differently. Um, so even backing up, again, the number one thing I would do before I even talk about what the change entails or anything that I'm gonna go through, your leaders, they need to understand what the change entails at that level believe in it or at the bare minimum have a have a disagreeing commit model where where and how you get to a disagreeing commit where there's like a level of res, uh, of respect is that you hold a medium and a space for them to unpack so if you guys are just doing asynchronous communication around this you're 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 allowing the back and forth kind of ping ponging of a slack conversation and you're switching it over to a long form Jason Freed base camp type model where, you know, you as a founder, you're getting long, in-depth, meaty emails from your managers, uh, you know, having them unpack why they don't agree or what they don't understand or, 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 or any sort of pushback. And then you're holding space again on a Zoom call, in a meeting, on a whiteboard, really trying to understand 
why they don't get it, why they don't agree, what they want to change, what they want to add, what they want to do correlating to that change. That information for me is so vital. That information for me is so impactful to unpack. So that's number one. Um, Heading back into the list, though, the second thing I wrote down is what are the goals of the change? As a leader and managers, we all have to understand that. We all have to be able to communicate that to the employees. What are the goals of the change? Like at a very frank level. And the goals of the change need to make sense and be kind of exciting for the employee, right? Because at the end of the day, we already know how this is going to play out. The employees are the ones that are actually executing the change day to day. And so what are the goals of the change going to be? Again, the communication and the understandings at the management level, we have to understand that, understand that as an organization. Um, if and how roles and teams are impacted, what does that look like? How does that play out, right? If these are drastic changes that will be happening, like individuals begin letting individuals will be getting let let go, financials will be cut a little bit. A lot of this happened with COVID nineteen. What's going to be the plan to make to make individuals whole? You know, what's going to be the plan to support individuals throughout this process? Putting that E one mindset first, that employee first kind of perspective, in that will be vital in this situation, right? And so. A real practical situation would be if you knew during COVID-19 that you were going to have to let go 50% of your base, you know, and and I know how much this hurts right now and I get it, but it probably would be a decent idea at the time to find a way to take revenue from a different department. Maybe it's your ad spend. Maybe it's other things that are just sitting in an account and maybe you allocate that to try to get some individuals a month of, of compensation, a month of, of, of support. If you can't do that, maybe you're having your managers really uh, put it put it put together like a connector partnership uh, networking plan for them and try to help them find another gig. Or maybe you're giving them some advice or maybe you're making an introduction for them to find another gig and another opportunity um, with one of your colleagues like I'm a big fan of like, what are the goals of the change? What, 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 how individuals are going to get impacted? And what are we going to do as an organization to support that, that impacting and support those, those things from happening uh, that are, that are, that are going to be happening. Um, what is the time frame of the change? That's another key thing that individuals need to communicate at the manager, supervisor and leader level. Um, what's the time frame, guys? You have to let your people know and, and you have to know again, what that time frame is going to be. And then one of the other last things I guess I want to mention is, you know, where do we go to get help? You need to explain to your employees where they go to get help if they don't agree, if they don't, if, if they want to change different pieces of the change management process, if they want to change different pieces of inevitably of the change occurred, if where do they go for help if they don't understand how to apply and implement their new role? Where do they go for help? Where do they go for support? You guys as a management team and executives, you guys need to understand this. You guys have to know this. Um, so that's just a few bullet points that I think is really important and really interesting. Um, so let me give you guys something else that I actually just came across and I love I love this shit. It's, it's super out of the box, it's super different, super creative. Um, I'm a big fan of like a change integrator. And I think this would be great at the startup level. So a change integrator, this is someone that will help solve the high failure rate when uh, when when you when you invest in this role doing change, right? And so typically when you roll out any sort of change in your organization, 
And again, at the startup level, this happens often. Typically, you're going to have some sort of failure throughout the process. So it'll be really, really important and interesting if you have uh, a group or if, you, if you're not that big, even having one change integrator. Like this is literally a role. So very similar to like how you guys have a chief of staff at times that kind of plays like a like a like a all hands on deck kind of player and coach and supporter and like EA to to the executive team. Um, that's this person, in my personal opinion, would probably be like the EA or like the second fiddle to your internal head of people, for example, or whoever kind of does the communications with the employees. And so a change integrator would work closely, uh, again, with the leadership, with the executives, really from my personal perspective, with the head of people, and they would be uh, providing advice on how to consistently conduct communication. They will do that because they're talking to the employees daily, weekly, monthly, and they really have great emotional glues and connections with the employee base. They're gonna be providing inspiration to the employees to be able to get through the change. They're going to be providing education and progress points um, for the actual employees themselves again around, hey, here's what you need to do to get better at the change that is occurring within your role. Here's a little bit of education around where to do that. They're helping create resource uh, resource groups. They're help they're help creating ERGs. Uh, they're help they're help creating um, moments where like learning and development may come into play. They are pretty much acting as the go-to person to help the change get integrated in very seamless, um, contextual uh, framework and, 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 and perspective. And I think for me, the key part of this role is this person needs to have a decision-making and kind of like a foot planted in the ground role and perspective where like they are looked at and they are respected as such from the executive team where if that person, if that change integrator says, hey, you know, 70% of our employee base right now, they're just genuinely not happy with the change that is occurring right now. And here's five reasons why. And here's five differences and changes that they suggest that we should make. And I believe based off the context that I know from you guys and based off the context that I know from the employees, here's two things that we should actually go with out of the five. Um, I don't think CEOs or CFOs, whoever is kind of in charge of that department of change, I don't think they need to debate with that person if that change should occur. I don't think there needs to be a conversation. So that's what I mean of like the putting my foot down, having them have the overall inevitable decision uh, making power within that because they have the context points. That's what I mean. They kind of sit in between you guys as executives and managers. They know all the context there. So you know they're educated. And then they sit right there with the employees as well. Um, and so a change integrator is a role that would really help with the communication piece as well. So, all right, that was about 15 minutes. I think I think that was good enough. Um, hopefully you guys found value in this. And again, I think this is so value, valuable for, for startups because you guys change all the time. So just to run it back a little bit to remember, remember the change integrator role. Think about that. Remember that these key points are implemented and changed, what, what the change entails that should be communicated again, what the change entails, what the goals of the change are, um, if and how their roles will be impacted in any way, what the time frame of the change is, who to go to for help, 
Um, and then again, the biggest thing in my personal opinion, you have a, you have to understand as a founder that your managers, whether you have three or whether you have nine or whether you have 12 or whether you have 50, they all, to a certain degree, either has to A, conduct a disagreeing commit, and the disagreeing commit looks like they have been heard. That's the only way you're going to have their engagement and their buy-in. Or B, they really have to understand why the change is occurring. You have to give them a moment to tell you about what their direct reports are probably going to feel. You have to make them feel heard. You have to have them bought in. That's super vital. Um, so just one man's thoughts. Hope I found this. Hope you guys found this to be valuable. And uh, we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks a lot.